This is Shine On, the Health and Happiness Show, and Ella's Leash Production. Heard as a podcast around the world, but heard first on radio stations 100.7 WHUD-FM and Real Country 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Shine On, bringing you healers and dreamers and people who want to make life richer. It's your time to shine on. It's Casey. Thank you for tuning in to Shine On. Today, you're going to meet Kira Ra, partner of Sri Ramka. Together, they are Sri and Kira, sriandkira.com. We're going to get the recipe for a miracle. We're going to get a message from an archangel. And pack your bags. We may just be heading off to Ecuador to their wonderful retreat center. Sri's journey has taken her from yuppie to yogi. How did that happen? I'm a classic Northeast born and bred kind of gal who was a, a very A-plus person personality type, you know, made my first million at 29 years old, that whole deal. And what happened was that I was running around the country, losing weight, losing weight, losing weight. My daughter was calling the nanny mommy. And I will never forget, it was Christmas Eve day, arrived home from a business trip. And the next thing I remember is waking up in a hospital, having a doctor tell that I had cancer, that it was extremely advanced, that I better get my affairs in order, that they would have to do surgery. And they basically woke me up to sign the consent form. During that near-death experience, which was incredible. I was clinically dead for four minutes. My surgeon was a a new surgeon, so I really feel that part of this was also to assist him to have a broader context because it completely freaked him out. What happened during that near-death experience is that it essentially activated who I was as a child. I was born very, very awake. My mother, you know, the, the little lecture you get before the company comes over, my lecture used to be, don't make my guests cry by telling them what their dead grandparents are saying. Yeah, which would often get me banished to my room because I just thought it was normal. You know, I thought everybody did this. And because it was so frightening to my family, I closed it down, closed it down, closed it down. But you know, the truth is, it's an undeniable fact that whatever you were put on this earth to do, whatever your mission is, whatever your soul's guiding light is within you, you can never mess it up because whatever you were put on this earth to do, it's going to happen. It's just the way it comes about. And in my case, I'm just so darn stubborn and I'm just so darn focused that the universe just had to tap me on the shoulder, knock me out, literally kill me and say, hey, remember who you are. And that was how it shifted my entire life. And I will share that I, am, I, I was still so stubborn and still so steeped in making money and running a company and, and, and all of the other uh, illusionary aspects of what our life is all about. It took me 10 full years to integrate my near-death experience. I did not come right out of it a changed person. I knew what had happened. I was conscious, but it took 10 more years to integrate. Right. And I just want to say to everyone listening, if you are working on a change and you are frustrated by the progress, you are moving towards your goal, but sometimes it takes time to turn that ship around. You finally did turn the ship around, and now you've taken off on a whole new life. Tell us about that. That ship was sailing in some interesting waters for those 10 years because I could no longer run the businesses. My passion wasn't there. My happiness wasn't there. So I did what a lot of us do. I self-sabotaged myself from being a seven-figure person to a bankrupt person. And that was the blessing for me. It was watching my 6,500-square-foot home go into foreclosure. It was watching my Lexus get tooled away on the flatbed. It was all of that. And I remember it was fascinating, actually. It was my last 
last night in my home and in my big, big, huge home. And I was uh, in my bathroom, which is probably the size of my whole apartment right now. I was in the bathtub and I had this massive connection with spirit. And I was shown very clearly how I could salvage my business, how I could stay on that track, how I could turn all that around. And then I was shown myself pretty much the way I look actually today. My hair was much, much longer. I was happy. I was healthy. I was vital. And I was really in my power. And that was my moment of choice. And we all come to that moment. We all come to that moment where we're put to our knees and we must make a choice. And either choice is okay. I could have made the other choice because in that moment of choice, there will always be that sense of terror and that sense of, oh my God, am I doing the right thing? Yet it was surrendering into allowing my true spirit to lead that has brought forward the miracles in my life and the miracles in the life now of hundreds of thousands of people that I'm honored to work with every day that is the gift we are all given. And to learn that true abundance is more than financial. It is financial, but it is financial, spiritual, service. It's everything. And it was after I had that surrender and choice, I met my incredible soulmate, and that began the jettison that has led to our 18 years in public service and realizing that this was, of course, the reason that I was certainly put on the planet and him. Okay, but if you had chosen that day in the bathtub when your Lexus is being pulled away, if you had chosen to rebuild your business, would you have still found a way to serve the way you're serving? I think I would be serving similarly yet differently. Okay. The, the way that, that Shri and I serve now is through consciousness, through holding the recognition that there is a way through anything when we hold our consciousness in the highest service of all, when we see the highest of each being always. Most likely, had I taken that other path, I would still be serving humanity, I would still be doing all the foundation and charity work, but it would be at a very different level of consciousness, and it would not have had the wider spread impact that the, the, the work that Sri and I were meant to do is having now. Okay, and we're going to get to that work in just a bit. But first, tell me about this rising consciousness that you speak of. We are at a moment right now where if there is a war on our planet, it is the war for the dominion of our consciousness, our brain, our thoughts. The group think has become so powerful. Fear has become a god. Money has become a god. And the gift is that through all of this, each being is being forced to look deep within. Who am I really? What do I really want in my life? What really is important? Do I care about my children's children having a planet that they can see an elephant, that they can understand what a polar bear is? What are we at the core? And what a beautiful, I mean, sincerely, while, while the fear element is large and lofty, so is the element of the breakthrough of a higher sense of consciousness. And I'm not using the word higher it's higher or lower. I'm simply sharing that each one of us right now is being illuminated from within. Whether we choose to carry that illumination outward or hold it inward is each individual's choice. Yet being aware of that, which we were even hiding from ourselves, is the blessing of the now moment. And the fear that's rising right now can actually be harnessed as your ally if you are willing to champion yourself and look at it and celebrate that you can look at it and that you are able to break free through it. 
Together we really are better, and this is our moment to learn that and put it into action. We are talking to Kira Ra. You can find out more at shriandkira.com. We are illuminated from within. Have we always been illuminated from within? What a great question. The answer is yes. Every single being, you know, if you if you sincerely go to that, I, I like to call it the 10,000 foot view. It's like, come sit with me here in the Andes Mountains where I live. And when you see things from that large, lofty view, you, the smile, that inner illumination comes forward. We don't take it all so seriously that it distracts us. We're able to see it as if we are the wise grandmother's grandfather saying, you'll grow through this. This is part of your evolution. However, how you go through it is your choice. And that's when we tap into that inner spark, that inspiration. Whatever word you want to offer to it, it's sitting there saying, welcome. I am here patiently waiting for you to remember. Mm. Mm. It's so funny. I lead women's retreats, and, and remember who you are is always the anchor theme. You know, come back around from all your busyness, sit here, and get in touch with the higher spirit within you. But the way you say it, man. All right, let me ask you this, Kira. Yeah, it, please. It took you 10 years or more, you know, after your near-death experience to integrate all the beautiful pieces of you and live your life that way. I mean, how many lifetimes is it going to take us, the rest of us, to, to, to find our inner illumination and integrate that? My heart is just singing that you asked this question. And I, and I do want to share, bring your retreats here to ToastOfBlueMountain.com, and wow, I think you'd love that. And, and I, I had to shamelessly put that in because what we're doing, <laughs> the, the retreat center we have here is unlike any in the world. So here's the key. The, the key is that during those 10 years, during that time of the journey, during that time of really remembering I let go of doubting myself. You know, how often do we have, I like to call it the dismissible voice, that intuition, that inspiration, that beautiful inner wisdom, that saying, I'm right here, and how often do we not listen? Mm. It's all about saying yes to you, trusting you. You know, the, the, the gift and the divine connection that I am so blessed to have reminds us of one thing. Whenever we want to grow, whenever we are saying yes to ourselves, what it's really about is if we commit, and, and the, the magic, miracles happen, it's a simple formula. It's sincerity plus love plus presence. When we say yes to ourselves without doubt, without hesitancy and complete trust, it doesn't take lifetimes. It takes a moment. A moment. It's just one moment with sincere presence. And I always like to quote the beloved Krishnamurti, who I just adore, who used to say, it is when you wake up that you become responsible. And that responsibility is not worn as a heavy mantle on your shoulders. That is the responsibility of knowing who you are and keep saying yes to it. That's how we do it. And we do it in the lifetime or any lifetime that we choose to say yes with sincerity, with love, and with presence. Knowing who you are and keep saying yes to it. And we're all writing down sincerity, love, presence. Sincerity, love, presence. Yeah. Okay. Equals miracles. So you, as a young child, came out of the womb completely connected with your very bright light on, and you could tell the future? My earliest memory 
is literally levitating in my crib with my animals, hearing my mother come to the door, and literally we would all slam down to the crib and giggle. And I actually, I still carry that memory. And it's not about telling the future, it's about seeing the future, seeing the timeline as one really understanding the infinite nature. We are, we are eternally in the past, present, future. We are eternally shifting through timelines. We are actually physically experiencing that on the planet right now. And I know that sounds crazy, but we are. And it, it accounts for everything that's happening. We're even seeing more and more alignments of things starting to talk about that. And so what I saw, and still see, but as a child, I was really connected with those who were trapped, meaning that I would see around people all the people that loved them so much they couldn't cross over. All the ones that were still saying, I am here, I'm just, I phase shifted into this other experience, yet they themselves were trapped. And so it began like that as a young child, and then as I got older, it was many more experiences, many more things that people would call prophetic or not. It was getting older, watching them all come to pass. It was living through a family that had no idea who I was, and then it was the ultimate recognition and what really broke me free and was a profound healing thing for me personally is that we pick our parents we incarnate in this specific timeline on this specific planet in this specific moment by choice and when I really knew that without doubt when I when it was just so clear and so obvious not only did my entire life become peace-filled you understand the gift of being alive right now, the gift of why you are here. And as each one of us says yes to ourselves, says yes to that gift, and we, we grab each other's hands, together we are better. We are here for that reason, and this is the moment. And how it, it's a champagne moment, right? This is a, oh my gosh, we remember who we are. We are here now. This is happening, and here is why we came. We came to say Let's remember together and positively express that in form by impacting a positive shift into higher consciousness on the planet right now. Kira, why would we choose parents who, say, abuse us? Well, um, as one whose father tried to kill her when she was two years old, I feel very qualified to respond to that. And because I I grew up in a very brown family where women were very disposable. And so I grew up with very abusive. As I mentioned, my father threw me down a pair of steps at, at two years old. I still bear the scar in my face today. The gift of all of that, including my brothers, I was disowned from my family at one point. So the, the gift of, of being born into an abusive family is because you're that strong a master. You chose that because they had to play their role perfectly. They needed to do exactly what they've done so that you would be who you are now. And the moment of true awakening, and like I mentioned, for me, it was profound, was when I really got that. I mean, I owned that. It broke me free to not only thank them for everything they ever did, for playing their role perfectly, but it taught me the deepest power of true forgiveness. And I do want to share, I have a free forgiveness practice at our website, TreenCara.com. It's right on the homepage. It's powerful. It works. And if you really want to break free, start there. All right. This is a lot. And for anybody who's not getting it, can you just break it down again? We would choose abusive parents. Uh, Why? We would choose abusive parents and or families and or communities because what those experiences are doing is assisting us to harvest the greater part of ourselves. 
If you're alive and listening to this message right now, you made it through that. Don't own it. If you own it as who you are, then that will be your life experience, and that's okay. It, it will help you grow in many ways. And if you can honestly broaden your mind, just, just open your mind enough to look and say, every person on this planet is doing the best they can given the level of consciousness they are operating at. And when we can step aside from the ego self and see it that every being is doing the best they can giving the consciousness consciousness that they are carrying, then we ourselves escalate and we become the role model, we become the inspiration, and we become the living testimony that every single thing that happens is happening for a reason that we don't have to understand. We are here to be able to remember who we are, and every experience we have ever had has brought us to this moment right now. Okay. And when we can look at the mirror and harvest that, that's how we grow. Uh, we're talking to Kira Rashri, and Kira.com is where we go for more information. We're talking about a rising consciousness. Okay, here's a question. Do we as humans on this journey, as we learn and evolve and tune into the light within us, what do we owe other people? Did you use the word O-W-E? I did. Okay, I just want to make sure I understood you. Thank you. What do we owe other people? To be the best we can be to remember who we are. It's the only thing. Because remember that miracle model, sincerity plus love equals presence. Well, here's how you get there. You get there with steadfast commitment, not just commitment, steadfast commitment, focused awareness and complete trust. When we live that, you know, when we're, when we're on our expansion, when we finally say yes to ourselves in a world that tries to teach us that there's something wrong with that, so when we finally say yes to who we are, when we live our best life, when we say, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna live who I am. This is who I am. At first, the way that, that it's been, the way that I, I, I describe this is, it, at first, you're like a lion coming out of the woods. So there's gonna be hunters out there that go, oh my God, look at that lion, let me kill them. So that's that moment where you're so excited, you're so happy, you've had a breakthrough moment, and all of your so-called good friends, which are really just partners in pain at that point, are gonna tell you why you're crazy, why you're nuts, why you need to be medicated, why they're worried about you, because if you grow, then they have to grow, and if they're not ready to grow, it's hard for them to be with you. So the first thing that happens happens is that you may lose some friends. You may have some people that are upset with you. That's your first mastery moment because here's the key. Here's the secret. If you stay with it, if you don't give up, if you are consistent, if you are living it, those people will, the ones who are honestly your friends, they want what you have. So wait a minute. I see what's going on and I know I thought you were crazy, but wow, you're reverse aging. You're healthy. You're happy. You're abundant. I want what you've got. So the greatest thing that we can offer, or if we want to use the word oh, would be remember who you are and then live it. Really live it because that becomes the inspiration for others. The Archangelic Realm has shared that when we honestly say yes, when we really say yes to who we are and when we really live it, we hold a light for a hundred thousand others to remember who they are. And so I want to light up that stadium as I know all of us do. All right. First off, you have to come back because we haven't even gotten into the archangels yet. And I want to know how you know them so well. So let me just ask you that. How do you know them so well? 
Well, the easy way would be read my book, Sacred Union, The Journey Home, where it's all in there. But what happened was the two-second version, after that 10-year period of, oh, my God, you mean I really have to be this person? And quite frankly, had I accepted it earlier, it would have been a lot easier, right? So after that, when I met my husband, Sri Ramka, when we met, and we met online in 2002, spiritualsingles.com, that's where we met, we got together. I always say I'm the idiot savant of this work. After Sri Ranka and I got together and really said yes to each other, we were in Boynton Canyon, Sedona, and the next thing I remember is waking up halfway off a cliff with my husband grabbing me from falling to my death because Archangel Zodkiel had come through me for the first time. Uh, it's a process known as ensoulment. It is an ancient process of the Tibetan masters. I knew nothing about it. It started and launched our 18 years in public service. Everything that has ever come through has now come to pass with extraordinary accuracy. And if anyone would have ever told me that that was going to happen, I would have told them what world they needed to go be living in. Mm. And that's how it came through. However that sounds, that's the truth. Well, it would have been terrible if an archangel like pushed you off a cliff. So he must have known Sri was going to be there to grab you. Right. It was part of what happened is we were sitting on the cliff talking. And then uh, Shri talks about how my body slumped over. And, you know, my husband's a psychotherapist, so you want to talk about putting, putting the real, real deal in front of him. So, you know, he said my body slumped over, and we had this beautiful interaction. And at first he was like, oh, my God, is she a psycho? Is she having a psychic break? He was trying to find my DMSO MSO code. <laughs> and instead, as Sri Ramka shares, the love, the purity of the message and the energy emission was so profound that it overwhelmed him. And what happened at the end was when I slumped over, it caught him off guard. And so, but yeah, I was very, very safe. But it was, it was one of those dramatic moments where Sri needed his burning bush and I had no idea what had happened. And it started a, a journey that has been 18 years of public service, hundreds of thousands of students later, lots of other things have happened. And it's just, it was for this time. Okay. What we know is that we were prepared for now. DMSO, I don't know what that means. Oh, if you're a psychiatrist or a psychologist, it's a huge book that, that has all oh. of the, uh, <laughs> it's, it's all of the diagnosis is for crazy people. <laughs> all right. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Okay, so we got to read the book. We got to go to the website. Tell us now about your public service. What are you doing? Oh, well, thank you so kindly. Well, you know, Shri and I are very, very blessed. When we first got married, we were shown very clearly that we would be leaving the United States, which terrified me. And uh, about seven years after into it, we moved to South America. Well, first we moved to Central America. And we lived in Guatemala for seven years, where we were very blessed to work with the Highland Maya and started our humanitarian outreach projects there and have done quite a bit in stopping cholera outbreaks and helping after natural disasters and making sure people have food and things of that nature. And then we moved to Uruguay and can continue that. And here in Ecuador, we are, uh, and if you go to StreamCare.com, right there on the homepage, you can't miss it. It just says, please support our indigenous outreach program. It's now a worldwide program that includes uh, all of Latin America, India, other places of need. Uh, right now, our funds have been feeding people that are starving, getting medical care to people that don't have medical care. We've opened up a free clinic. And we also work with Venezuelan refugees. And I'm very excited that tomorrow we are uh, actually having a massive press conference here in Ecuador. 
Ecuador, TV, radio, the whole deal, because we funded a project through our community. Our beautiful people did this, where for the first time, we were able to secure tablets for the hospitals so that people who are dying will be able to say goodbye to their families, because right now, everybody's dying alone. Right. And so that's what we do. Thank you. Thank you for all you do. Uh, what is your nonprofit called? It's the Tosa Center. It's our it's your, our humanitarian aid. And just if you just go to shrinkhira.com, it's right there. All right. Now, I just have to ask you, you said you were from the Northeast, you know, back when you were making a million dollars before you were 29 driving the Lexus. Yep. Uh, right. Are you from New York? Because you're a fast talker like me. I'm from, believe it or not, Bedminster, New Jersey. Okay. And your daughter, how is she? Where is she? Well, I have two daughters. My oldest daughter is doing great. She just made partner of her law firm in Denver. Uh-huh. And my other daughter is in medical school in Kansas. And uh, they're both doing very well. And thank you for asking. Well, you mentioned that, you know, your daughter uh, early on was calling the nanny mommy when you were in your A-plus personality running around with your business. And isn't it amazing that your daughters seem to have this A-plus personality as well? Agreed. And they are well, and you are well, and Shri is well. And tell me again the name of your center. Tosa, T-O-S-A, bluemountain.com. Check it out. Get down here. We are, I I mean, we're full all the time. We are a destination location. We have our own archaeological site. We have been uncovering this temple. As a matter of fact, yesterday, the Department of Culture of Ecuador was here because we've made such a massive discovery on our property. We have meditation caves on site. We have water therapy center and sauna, jacuzzi, pools, beautiful yoga studio that overlooks the Andean Valley. I mean, it's literally nirvana. I feel like we are so blessed, and I know that we are here as custodians so that this energy can be offered to anyone who comes so that they may bring it to where they are from right here in the perfect balance point of the world in the Andes Mountains of Ecuador. Beautiful. We wrap up every show with a thought for the day and usually I find a quote that speaks to me, but I think we need more of you. So what thought do you want to use to wrap up our show today? Well, thank you for asking. I'm going to actually quote Archangel Zadkiel. And so if you bring a hand to your heart and you would close your eyes, Just really go within and ask yourself, if it does not bring you joy, why are you doing it? Wow. If it doesn't bring you joy, why are you doing it? That's Kira Ra, shriandkira.com. Find out more. Heck, get the app. And you know what dawns on me? I never asked her what happened with her dire diagnosis and how she healed. So she'll be back. I love our time together. Visit me soon at Casey.co. Have a great week. Shine on. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show for your entertainment only. Heard Sunday mornings on 100.7 WHUD and on Real Country's 920, 1260 and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Subscribe to Shine On on iTunes and SoundCloud and catch a show anytime at Casey.co. That's K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. Shine On.